0: Hi everyone, I'm Myra Thomas, and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News, where we explore how automation technology is transforming the banking industry. This is the weekly wrap for what's happening in the industry this week. And before beginning, I'd like to give a big thanks to band sponsors and advertisers, Verlante, Pay It Off, and L A Ron. Thank you so much for your support. I'm pleased to be joined by Associate Editor Lorraine Lawson. It's July 23rd, 2021, and here is some of the biggest news from across the world this week. Well, this evening, the Olympics in Tokyo will begin, and it'll be a rather strange occasion. Devoid of spectators and the usual enthusiasm from crowds, it surely helps to drive the athletes on, all courtesy of the ongoing pandemic. Social distancing is the order of the day for the athletes as they navigate dealing with the surge in cases courtesy of the Delta variant. In bank technology and te- banking and technology news, Zamato, the online food delivery platform, is the first unicorn to list shares locally in India. Zamato raised $1.3 billion in its IPO this Friday, shares gaining about 66%. Indian tech uh, startups are red hot at the moment, including India's digital payment startup. Paytm, which is set to list as well, and looking to raise about $2.2 billion in its upcoming IPO. Both Paytm and Zomato are backed by China's Ant Group. American Banker is also reporting today that Fifth Third Bank Corp is set to close more branches in its legacy markets this year, as it's set to fund digital upgrades and its southeastern expansion. Just last week, the bank announced it was replacing its legacy in-house developed core banking system for their deposit and trust servicing, and they're replacing it with FIS's new uh, generation platforms for this part of the bank, for their wealth management side. Uh, And here's a few of the biggest news items from our own bank automation news editorial team this week. I actually got a chance to sit down and chat with a senior executive at Alloy, the identity decisioning platform. Their single API platform connects financial services companies to more than 85 data sources to help them verify identities and monitor transactions. I had a chance to speak with Charlie Ma, who's the general manager of fintech at Alloy, where he's focused on deepening the platform's fintech offerings and go-to-market strategy. Basically, this is a young guy who has had a number of really interesting jobs even prior to getting to loy i believe he was the first business hire at plaid where he led the fintech fintech and developer sales vertical there and built out the firm's new york office prior to visa's uh, 5 5 billion dollar acquisition in my conversation with ma he went really in depth about why banks need to work on onboarding Gen Z customers. Certainly they need the customers, next generation of customers, but they present, you know, really some KYC complications. Uh, so yeah, so Lorraine, uh, it turned out to be a relatively interesting interview. I don't know if...
1: Yeah, you said a, you said he was a general manager at, tech, at FinTech at Alloy. That's a title I've never heard of at FinTech. Uh, what the heck is the general manager at FinTech?
0: Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, we've got some, I know we've seen some really strange titles of fintech firms from tech evangelist to God knows what. But yeah, I guess the general manager of fintech for him is uh, really a way for them to break down the silos and to combine sort of the, the business, uh, business initiative side along with product development and rollouts uh, and iterations on products. And so it was really interesting to see how he was actually working on both sides of the organization.
1: Hmm. So, what are the real difficulties banks face in onboarding Gen Z customers?
0: I, you know, it's really about you know establishing a credit history for someone who's young, and you know creating an identity trail for a generation of potential customers who have no mortgage history. They you know may not have had banking accounts previously, no credit cards, and a younger generation that might operate you know, much differently in their buying habits and the way that they live than their parents did. So the issue is really, you know, the KYC and determining identity and trying to find alternative data sources to verify this group of new customers that banks really need to bring on board. I mean- there's digital banks, right, you know, banks, challenger banks out there that are really, you know, looking to, you know, pick up this generation as well. And, you know, they're hitting them where they need to hit them, you know, online, you know, they're targeting them on TikTok. They're targeting them on social media. And so, you know, the traditional banks need to step up their game.
1: Yeah, TikTok is used with that generation. My daughter's that generation, and she's always on the TikTok. <laughs> um, now, I know you brought it back to automation because it wouldn't be bank automation news if you didn't, but how? so how does that help solve the problem onboarding Gen Z?
0: Well, you know, I think uh, he said to me that, you know, artificial intelligence is certainly the key to, you know, helping verify Gen Z customers because it really changes the way that banks can... Um, Validate these people and complete the due diligence process, it provides a more holistic and a much more comprehensive view of an individual than, you know, traditional manual processes or, you know, any even older automation. So, you know, he really got into the skinny of, you know, looking at artificial intelligence and how, you know, banks need to deploy it much, you know, much in a much more strong manner. You, you were working on a really popular story, I think, got quite a number of hits, which is uh, on, you know, the four most common API attack vulnerabilities. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of new. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily a new attack mode, but it's a growing attack mode. And all the experts I've talked to um, have said it's something that companies do need to be concerned about. We've covered APIs pretty extensively, talking about how they can be used as integration tools but now we have to talk about them as security vulnerabilities. Mm. So what makes them particular
0: APIs particularly vul- vulnerable to
1: attacks? So an API is just, uh, as discreetly likes to say, a gateway, but it's an automated way to share data between applications and to, to call functions, which is how programmers would talk about basically getting something to happen, right? So whether that's web applications, it can be apps, mobile apps, it can be internet of things devices, um, so basically what happens when an API is compromised is you you have a data breach, according to Gartner's Mark O'Neill. But you don't just have a data breach, potentially you have a hacker that has access to your backdoor systems, your a backdoor into your systems. Uh, that's what F5 researcher, their big security firm, Sander Vinberg told me, um, that hackers like to operate in that space and an API can give them a backdoor right into it.
0: So, how can banks address, you know, these vulnerabilities, API vulnerabilities?
1: Well, there's a lot that needs to be done on the development side, Um, but it's not, it's important not just to leave this up to developers, and that's why if, if you're developing APIs, you need to add security folks to that team to sort of act as check and balance. But Gardner recommends that you secure APIs from three sides. And they they talked about three specific technologies that will address this stuff. Um, The first is API production, which includes validating, threat detection, traffic throttling, seeing if they could use attack signatures, just basically filling out the API to see if it's secure. And you can use API management tools and specialized API security platforms for that. But then there's also the security testing, and identifying potential flaws. And again, that can be an API security testing tool or specialized security platform. And finally, there's access control, looking at how, whether or not it's secure and how it's accessed. So technologies for this include API management, access management software, and identity as a service. So sort of a three prong attack if you're into the business of making APIs.
0: Okay, so what can you do? What can the bank do, you know, if the APIs they're using, uh, they didn't build to make sure that they're safe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely asked that question. Um, In fact, I reached out to Kendall Reese, the Chief Information Security Officer and Senior Vice President at Simmons Bank about that. And actually next week, we're talking about that in a story on API hardening. Uh, I spoke with him and other experts and he shared with me specifically what his team does to ensure APIs are secure. So I'll let our readers tune into that. For next oh, week
0: i believe you also had a chance to speak to someone from armed
1: forces bank if i'm not yes yes i got to speak to two people from Armed forces bank on <laughs> armed forces bank and we did a podcast and talked about all the work they're doing to automate for their members you know they have a unique challenge in that their members are very scattered throughout the world uh something more banks are starting to deal with as they try to reach out beyond just physical locations Uh, So they're already a very digital bank and they shared some of their lessons learned.
0: Well, I had a chance to sit down with Jimmy Lenz, who's the director of the Masters of Engineering in Financial Technology and Master of Engineering in Cybersecurity, quite a long title, at Duke University's Pratt School of Engineering, um, as well as Masters of Engineering Program in FinTech and Cybersecurity. Um, He said... uh, the school is working on a partnership with the FDIC. So the FDIC, you know, has a new innovation chief, which we had the chance to interview uh, a few weeks back. And Duke is actually working with the FDIC trying to figure out how to update their technology and automation. Uh, So really their innovation, but also the FDIC is looking to spearhead innovation across uh, banking in the U.S. So that'll be interesting to see what's coming there. Well, that seems like a good place to stop. I want to thank everyone for joining us for the weekly wrap on The Buzz. And thanks once again for more podcast content. Make sure to check out bankautomationnews.com and search The Buzz from, from Bank Automation News on iTunes and Spotify.